Hello, fellow Breakthrough Warriors. This is Lucy Liu, and you're listening to the Breakthrough with Lucy Liu podcast. Today's special guest is Bill Liu, where you're listening to part two of episode number three, where we uncover the amazing life of the legendary entrepreneur Bill Liu and how he was able to turn from being six-figure in debt to building an eight-figure international enterprise and why he is the driving force behind the popular show Breakthrough with Lucy Liu. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, uh, Breakthrough with Lucy Liu. Push it to the limit. This is your inspiration. Keep it going. Time to get it. Yeah, if you want success, no time to second guess. See what you're made of. Time to put it to the test. Yeah, everybody has a dream. There is nothing you can't do. Keep your head in the game. Let nothing shake you. It's time to rise. Time for you to break through with Lucy Liu. Uh, helping you to break through. Woo. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to section two of this episode where I'm just sharing with you about the most incredible men that I know that my father built Lou and how Bill Lou and his wife, my mom, my lovely mom, Jean Wan, is able to go from being six figure in debt to building an eight figure business around their passion purpose and mission and i can tell you this journey is not easy okay i've seen my parents really really struggle there are a lot of of setbacks and um mistakes or just just things that today i'm i wanted to share with you i'm gonna pull back the curtain and really share with you what are the struggles what are the setbacks you know that I saw my parents actually have to went have to go through as a daughter and observing that and what is that I gain from it right what is the what is the life attitude what is the philosophy that I see my parents demonstrate that set them apart so you if you haven't catch section one in section one I was talking about what are the challenges that most entrepreneurs face and I think it is so important that we have this kind of raw, real, candid conversation about entrepreneurship, about life, about failure, about success, because we live in a society, especially with social media, we live in a society right now where we glamorize success, we glamorize entrepreneurship, we glamorize marriage, we glamorize Hollywood, we glamorize, you know, everything. It's like everybody want to be a star right now. You know, everybody wanted to to make seven figure, drive a Lamborghini, living in, in big mansions. And we glamorize all these things because these images are the ones that get the most likes, comments. You know, we all want to be associated with success. You know, when people are struggling, we, we want to hide it. We feel vulnerable. And yet, I mean, how are you going to get through this? You know, whatever you try to hide is what will sabotage you, okay? You cannot get to the other end without dealing with your darkness and your shadow first. You know, it's like if a person is stuttering and is ashamed of stuttering, how would that person actually stand out and then speak if you don't want to hear people that you're stuttering, right? However, it's, it's through the doing, it's through putting yourself out there and then going through the struggles and struggle through and be brave enough to actually show your vulnerability and stand in your power, that is going to that is going to speed up your success. And that is from my personal experience as well. I've been wanting to do this podcast for about three, five years since the first time I heard my first podcast. I was like, I want to do that. However, you know, I keep sabotaging myself because I keep telling myself I'm not ready yet. I'm not good enough. Who will listen to me? You know, I have no subscribers. I mean, of course, that's crazy. Everybody started with no subscribers, right? But I was like, oh, who want to be on my show? If I have no list, no subscriber, you start from zero, everything. Okay, you've got to start, but then you've got to keep on going. So in the past four months, when I made the decision, I'm going to do it. I put myself out there, okay? I just did 26 interviews. 
actually is more than that. Okay. And because I received like 31 guest questionnaires. Okay. I have to tell some guests that it's just not, you know, you guys are not right. And, and, you know, this is not the, you know, it, here's the thing. Okay. When I started my podcast, I decided that I really, I'm going to do it this time my way. I'm not just going to do it because I'm doing it for somebody else because I wanted to prove something, you know, I want to do it because I love this. I wanted to do it into my show. So I had a very strict um, vision about who, what kind of guests that I wanted to invite. You know, I, I have guests, right? Then when they know that I'm starting out and they were like, oh, okay. So you only interview guests that make six, seven figure above, you know, it shouldn't matter, right? Because, you know, we're all entrepreneurs. I'm sorry. It matters. Okay. It, it does matter because I wanted to learn from somebody who made money. I want to learn from somebody who already made it. And for me, making it in the entrepreneurial world, when everybody is about passion and purpose, is that you got to make money. You already make money. And I ideally, a lot of money doing what you love to do. You and then I know the more money they make, that means that they have already gone through a lot of struggles and that's where everybody starts. So I don't want to be talking with somebody who, who is still struggling. Okay. And I want to, I want to talk with somebody who have already made it. I mean, well, of course there are value in people who share what they're going through currently, what they're struggling with currently. It's just, that's just not my show. Okay, I talk, I, I, I talk to guests who have already gone through the struggle and then now, now they have gone to the other side so they can really tell us the difference. They've gone to the other side and not just the guests that I wanted to interview. So, you know, with these 31 guest questionnaires, I sometimes, you know, and in the beginning was so hard for me to say no to people. It's like, oh my God, to say no. She's so nice. You know, they just want to be on the show. They want to share their stories. They want to inspire others. But then at the end of the day, I have to say, this is my show. I, I'm going to stick with it. And then, you know, does it mean that right now I'm making six figure with my podcast? No, you know, I'm just starting out, right? But what give me the confidence to say, hey, I'm not making that money, but I'm inviting those people because it's my show. The show, it's has its vision. The show has its, um, it, its principles. And these are the principles, no matter where I am right now, it doesn't matter. This is the show that I wanted to create. Therefore, I will stick to it. So anyway, this episode, uh, this section is section two of this episode, as I was talking about. And the first one I was talking about, you know, what are the struggles that most entrepreneurial face? So if you want to listen to that, please go back to section one of this episode. And in this episode, I, I mainly wanted to talk about, you know, how, what is it I see that my parents were able to, what are their philosophy? What is their attitude? You know, what is their experience and expertise? That, what is that I learned from my, my late father, Bill Lou, that he taught me how I see him going through these normal hurdles that most entrepreneurial face and how did he get to the other end, right? And be able to build truly a thriving business around his passion, around his purpose, and around a really solid mission. So let's dive in. So first of all, you guys already heard me say that, you know, my, my mom and my dad, they, they didn't graduate from elite colleges. You know, my dad, I don't think he graduated from college, actually. And he was a countryside boy. He's originally from Miaoli. So that's like a small county, um, you know, in, in Taiwan. And then, so he... After he graduated, I think he out of when he finished the military, because in Asia, you know, you have you are obliged to go to the military as men. After he um, got out of military, he went to Taipei to try to find a job like everybody else. And he was working really hard because when he had no background, you know, no rich parents, really he needed to use his hands to create something, right? So he and my mom, they married. Um, by the time my, my dad passed, I think they were married for 30 years. That is so incredible. They're both each other's first love, you know, so, and, um, 
yeah, he met my mom and he fell in love with her and then they started life together. And my dad has always been an entrepreneur at heart. Okay. So he has actually me, my, my mom and my dad together combined, they changed like more than 30 jobs. According to my mom is like, my dad was just getting some odd jobs on mainly our sales because when you don't have a really solid college degree, you, you know, companies don't really hire you for, you know, for like proper manager job. So he had to be a sales, right? And then so he used to ride on his really broke um, scooters and then delivering um, washing powders, um, uh, copy machines. And I think I mentioned this, like he he also even sold um, what we call this ass washer. I know it sounds like funny, but what it is, is that, you know, it was kind of, I think it was the, something very new at that time when it came first came to Taiwan from Japan. If you, if you have been to Japan, you know, these things like Japanese people are so insanely advanced. Okay. When it even comes to toilet that they have the most fancy toilet seats that can actually, you know, like shoot out water after you do your thing that they wash your your little bump bum bum for you and then so my dad used to sell those kind of machines and then um so you you have to you have to be a really good salesperson okay to sell these kind of stuff so he really just started out as a sales and then he opened up i also i think he did his own um he opened a, a consultancy business. He was a business consultant with, uh, with my mom. Uh, my mom was always beside him. My mom uh, used to work in the bank before. So she really knows, you know, the men is outside, like doing the business, the women, you know, my mom is the one who's like saving the money, manage the money that we're able to buy, you know, piece of real estate in, tai, in Taipei, like the most expensive, one of the most expensive cities. Right. So when it comes to real estate, okay. It's crazy. So, um, anyway, so my, my mom and my dad, they're just really like struggling through. And then when they first started the, their business, like the consultancy business, it was making money, but it was also a lot of expenses. So my, my, my mom always told me that they used to, we, we in Chinese, I'm going to say Chinese, I'm going to translate. They always say, uh, so if you're Chinese, you will understand, or especially in Taiwan, it's like the bank in Taiwan closed at 3.30 p.m. So my mom, you know, they always have to kind of like go to the bank by 3.30 to, to kind of like get the money together, you know. So they really struggle, you know, with money. And then my dad lost a lot of money as well because of the business that when you are not making enough, you know, when you're actually losing more than you make, you're in debt. And then the debt just piled up. and and you know he got into restaurant before he my dad opened restaurant before he was a great cook so all kinds of odd jobs and just you know kind of businesses and then and he never really succeeded until in his 40s okay so in his 40s all right so it's not like my dad become a success you know in his 20s and 30s pretty much right that he was struggling through his 20s, through his 30s, still need to raise two kids, me and my sister. You know, we used to live in a small, small house. You know, me and my mom and my sister, my dad, it was a small place that it's, it, it's so small that the, the kitchen, we can see other, the neighbor's kitchen from our own kitchen window, okay? Like it was like, those apartments are really small in Taipei. But then, you know, so my, my dad and my parents, they, my, my dad, my, my dad, my mom, my parents, they worked really hard. And um, it was in his 40s that he, he finally had his major big break. Okay, so this major big break, it was um, he started a network marketing company. So at that time, okay, in his, it already, we're talking about what, when I was like 12, 11, so I'm now third, it was like more than 25. Oh, I don't know. It's 30 years. No, no. 20 something years ago. Okay. In Taiwan at that time, 
network marketing have a really, really bad reputation, even still today. Okay, people still have some weird idea about network marketing. It's like, oh, pyramid scheme. You know, you just want to make money out of me. And you know, people have really negative ideas about network marketing. But I have to tell you. If you really, really know, if you're really successful in this industry, here's the problem: a lot of people talk shit because they never do it, right? It's like people criticize the Bible, but they never read it. Okay, you know, people criticize about network marketing because they never make it, right? Or they just they they are in it for a year or two and then they they leave and they're like, oh, of course that doesn't work, okay? But if you're really, really successful. In network marketing, like my dad was the owner of a network marketing company. He started it. At the essence of network marketing is really the most beautiful, beautiful、um, philosophy of success. And then you can only succeed when you abide by a certain code. Okay, in this industry especially, it means you needed to really care about your down, what we call downline, right? You need to care about people you leave their benefits more than your own, because that's the only way you can succeed. Because when everybody is selling the same product, the only way you differentiate yourself is how much you're a, you're able to lead. You gotta be a leader. You gotta be a motivator. You gotta be an educator. You gotta believe in the best of people. Okay, you gotta really wanting to help people succeed. Otherwise, people can just leave because you're not their boss. When they don't make money, right? They leave. So,、um, my dad in his forties,、um, he got the opportunity、um, to get into a health、uh, product. So it's called Enzyme. Some of you will maybe know like enzyme. It helps digestions, and enzyme is just a really, really, really powerful product. I mean, nowadays in Taiwan, you can just go to any,、um, even Seven Eleven, you can buy enzymes or any like shops. You can buy enzyme. But at that time, you know, twenty something years ago, people don't really heard of it. Like, what is enzyme? But enzyme works so well with digestion, with healing. And then we found a factory. Actually, it was through a, a friend. My dad's friend, and then that he learned about this. He learned it first from doctors. Doctors saying that you should really check out this enzyme thing because at that time people don't know what that is. And my dad heard about it, and he actually also found a factory who actually produced the enzymes. So he was able to actually、um, be the company that sell sell the product. Okay, and then the crazy thing is.、Um, Into I think it was into the 18th month of that new business, and he really started out just like selling one bag at a time, one bag of enzyme at a time, speaking, educating people one at a time. Okay, one person would be in the room. Okay, he would still speak, right? Until when we get successful, there would be people like really standing outside of the room because they couldn't get in. There's no, simply no more seats. Okay, that's how you need to start. You started from scratch. You started from one person, and then more people come, right? And then so within eighteen months of starting out this new company, the highest grossing month、uh, hit the eighteen month. That was five、um, million US dollar. Okay, it's insane. Like just ex- totally exploded. The business just exploded, and. Of course, that immediately, you know, all the debt we were able to 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 pay back, and then you know, my parents now they're successful, right? People are like, "Oh my God, this is oh, you're a genius," you know. But what I wanted to say is、um, something that people don't know about it is my dad is actually a very spiritual man, so you have to think about it, right? He struggles through his twenties, okay, like. Nobody believed in him, right? He was the guy who sell ass washer. He struggled through his thirties, right? It's not until his forties that he founded this company and it become what people would call like overnight success, which is also not true. Okay, they worked so hard, and before he actually got this opportunity, and this is what I saw. Like this is what I saw in every successful person that I actually. Talk to, and also on my show is there's somehow all of them have one thing in common is they all 
have a spiritual root. That there is something they believe in something bigger than themselves. Okay, and so before my dad was given this opportunity, he was actually two years. In the house, okay, no job, nothing. My my mom was the breadwinner, so my dad was, you know, in the house. Like, you know, sometimes he go to some some meetings, you know, to sell、um, other products, but then he wasn't really bringing, you know, stable income. So I'm very very grateful to my mom. So during those two years, my dad was reading a lot of Buddhist Buddhism um, Buddhist um, scriptures. So, you know, when people ask me, you know, are you like a hardcore Christian? I have to say, I believe in God. You know, I also believe in Jesus, but but I also see that I, I don't think God is confined to a certain religion. I know a lot of pastors. If you are listening to this, you may be like, "How dare you say this?" You know, Christ is the only way to God. You know, you you know, you are a traitor. I don't know. Okay, but. But what I'm just saying is, I saw my dad. My my dad was a Christian turned Buddhist. My mom is a Christian, and I see that I see Christ in my father. Okay, I see Christ in this man. The way he behaves, the way that he thinks, the way he serves—that is servant leadership. And so, I I am not a religious person. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, and I believe in God. So anyway, that's another topic. Let's come back to this. And、um, so for two years, my dad didn't have a job. My dad was just reading scripture, you know, reading the the Buddhist and then Buddhist scriptures. Really understanding at the core of Buddhism, there's a lot about you know letting off the greed. Greed,、um, we in Chinese we call tan chen chi. You know, tan is like greed,、uh, ignorance. And then your um your your how do you call this like this this need to grab onto material things is very interesting, right? That he was studying how to release all these things while later he built a very successful business. I think that's just so so cool, and I think that actually this is not a coincidence. It sounds funny, sounds like a paradox, but it's not because when he sell people things, people don't feel like they're sold, right? It's not like oh. Buy my product, you know. Today, if you listen to my lecture, you should buy my product. But my dad was just always is about giving, and he gives so much that people feel so bad, and people feel so good in his presence that they wanted to be more of in his presence that they buy the product, and then also they they feel that they could trust him. Really, if you see my dad, he is like you will fall in love with him. Like I have not met a person, okay, that who have just spent five minutes with him that does not get. Does not feel inspired to be a better person in his presence, and I'm just、oh, I'm so excited about my dad. I'm just so proud of him. Okay, so <clears throat> for two years he was just studying the Buddhist scriptures, you know, and 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 then when he made it, and then that's what he told me later, and that's such an important philosophy is that he said, you know. He, this is the guy who teach me about energy, right? Everything happens. He said, everything happens in a quantum field. What does it mean? It means like in quantum physics, is is the molecules. It's like it's actually the things that you don't see that truly matter. Okay, the matter that you see actually come from the things that you the field that you cannot see. He called this the quantum field. So he said. He always said to me, "When you do something, when you think something, you want to make sure your thoughts is coming from a good place, and your thoughts aligns with the words that you say, and then the words that you say out are actually positive things. And you want to make sure that your words align with your action, and your action also come from a, a, a honorable place. I mean, your thought, your words, and your action are all aligned with." Kindness and goodness and and a pure intention, you're like dropping out. It's like it's like a ripple effect. It means like when you cast a stone in a pond, okay? Can you stop the ripple from happening? You can't. You can't. When you when you cast a stone in the pond. The ripple will inevitably happen. It will happen. 
Therefore, don't care about the ripple. Okay, care about the stone that you cast. It's like don't. Don't care about the person that you see in the mirror. Care about the person who comb. Don't comb the mirror, okay? You gotta comb your own hair. You know what I mean? It's like if you see that your hair is messy on the in the mirror, you don't comb the mirror, right? You don't use the brush to comb the mirror. You gotta comb your own hair. That's the whole thing about. And so he's like, you know. Always, you care about what you do. That's like taking full responsibility for everything that you say, you think, you do, and then that is really the the central idea, the central philosophy of my dad's life. It's all about energy. It's about say the good things, think the good things, and do the good deeds. And that's what our business is about, you know. And And I think he really, really exemplify what network marketing is about. The essence of network marketing is about doing good, thinking good, and then it's about saying good things because that's how you're gonna build a team, that you're gonna build a culture, that you inspire the people. They don't work for you, okay? Like they are their own boss, but then it's through your leadership that you inspire them to follow your examples. You know, especially in network marketing. You know, you are not the boss, right? You, if you have your downline, okay. If you are, if you are in network marketing, okay. Here's the thing I wanted to straight out for you: you are not the boss. You don't tell your team what to do. You do it. You show them how things should be done. Then they follow you because all this industry is about is about copying. You know, copy, copy, copy. The downline will copy the upper line, right? So you gotta be an example. And my dad is like the ultimate example. So, talking about earlier, you know, in our first section, we talk about the struggles that entrepreneurial entrepreneurs face: self doubt, lack of clarity, you know, the herd mentality, chasing after shining object. What I have seen in my father is the total opposite. I see self belief. I see that it's so important to have vision and purpose and mission. I think that he, how he was able to think outside of the box. I see his patience and his persistence. So I know that now it all just sounds like buzzword, right? It's like, oh, believe in yourself. You gotta have vision. You gotta have purpose. You know, you gotta think outside of the box. You gotta have patience and persistence. I wanted to share with you. What are the specific examples? How does he live his life out? You know, how does these attitudes actually turn into real life examples? How does he deal with challenges and struggles? And so, this is actually something that um, I, I actually, I haven't really, I, I don't share. Okay, but I think it's so important. I know. It sounds very impressive when I told you that my my dad was able to, my parents were able to turn from six figure and debt into eight figure international enterprise. What happened was in these fifteen years, you know, that、um, until we sold the company.、Um, so my dad finally kind of like make it right. Made he made it in his forties, you know, within eighteen months of starting this business. We hit the highest month of five million U.S. dollar. What happened next was was totally was one of I think was probably is one of the biggest blow to my dad's career and also to our family. So what happened was I remember one day because my parents were so busy, you know, with the business and everything. I remember one day, me and my sister, we were.、Um, You know, in our house, and then because my parents were just not home, they're often just there. They're working. We don't get to see them. So I, my cousin who lived next door, is our neighbor. You know, she was like coming to see us, and she was like very deliberately not wanting us to watch TV. And me and my sister were like, "Why not? We want to watch TV." So we, when we actually turn on TV and we turn on the news, I saw my parents appear in the news. You know, there were reporters that are like just shuffling the microphone to my dad, and I was like looking at this. I was like, "What is going on?" And in the beginning, I was like very happy. I was like, "Yay!" You know, my parents are now famous because they worked so hard. They only finally, you know, they they made it right. Like when you made it, you you made it on TV, right? You become celebrity. And actually, that's not the case. What happened was, 
somebody accused, and that was a lawsuit. Okay, that was a serious stuff. Somebody accused my parents for selling pig food, meaning that the supplements that they are selling, they're saying this is actually not for human, but it's for animal, and that was a huge, huge blow. And I don't want to go in details, you know, why that happened because that's another that's another story.、Um, but what what happened is that in the following weeks, okay, is like people started, you know, like just saying negative things. You know, they started slander my dad and then saying that oh he is such a、uh, you know a dishonest man. He's doing this and that. And then at one point, my dad. Having was having the choice, right? Because he just made all these money, right? And then they were like, "Oh, okay, he's greedy. He made all the money, and then actually he made the money from this、uh, dishonest,、uh, unethical way by selling pig foods." And then, so my dad could have a choice: either he take the money, is just like get the money, you know, like just run away, right? Or he be responsible for all these. For all the complaints that people are throwing at him, he made a decision, and that decision ultimately has a huge consequence. The decision he made was that he 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 decided he is going to give the money back to the consumer. So whoever would come to the company with even just the the, the products, you know, even with just a can,、uh, you know, that is not even consumed. Oh, it's not even overconsumed yet. He offered to give the money back, and people would actually—you get to see people, you know, human nature. Like there are people who would even just get fake product just to get the money, you know, from us. And what what the employee later, you know, she、um, that that I call her sister Jade. Jade worked for for my parents, you know, for for the following fifteen years. So. She was just like twenty two at that time, and then she she later told me what she witnessed. Okay, she said that there would be people with arms, you know, armed men from the police station, you know, that because the they would they would have to usher the car from the bank that have all the cash, and we're talking about over two million dollar of cash. Okay. Cash. We're talking about cash. That every day there would be new cash coming in into the company, and then they would just give away the the money back to the consumer to restore the trust. Okay. And then so think about this. After all these years of struggle, right? Finally made it. In eighteen months, at that time, my dad said we are actually going to have a multi. Not even just millions, but like really, like ten millions, or you know, like some some huge number of of deals that Samsung was gonna sign a contract with us to actually get our product. But then, because of this happened, you know, it never really came through. But imagine that, you know, you 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 struggle so many years, and then you finally made it, and now, not only. You all of a sudden you you lose all the money because you made a decision you're gonna give the money back to the client because of the integrity, and then not only that at that time my dad was actually put in jail, meaning that it was the lawsuit was actually fight against the company against the government, so you would never win a a, a case okay with the government. So until the day that my dad died. He was still fighting against lawsuit, you know, keep appealing, appealing, and appealing. So it was very difficult until in my dad's forties, right? Until he passed away when he was like fifty-eight, he was still fighting against lawsuit. Okay, so、um, it's incredible, right? That、like、he was put in jail for for a period of time, and then he was sitting there, you know, like wrongly accused, and yet. He he. How do you say to people, right? People have a certain idea of you already, and not only that. I remember it was such a huge news in Taiwan <laughs> that、um, one day my dad was taking my my me and my sister to the grocery shop, and then we saw you know like those、uh, gossip right those gossip magazines, and I you know I 
I saw one of these. You know, we have one of these in Taiwan too. It was my dad's face on the cover of the magazine. You know, and then looking so ugly. That's the crazy thing. Whenever they take a picture of you, they always take the most ugly picture. It's like, is that my dad? You look like a pig. Seriously, he looks ugly. You know, he looks like this face is like very nasty and then mean and and all greedy and then. You know that's what they talk about him. It was like, okay, this greedy businessman. You know, is like supposedly made a lot of money and then take it all away, and then they never report the real truth. And my parents were actually afraid for my life and my sister's life because we didn't know at the time. But then our our teachers would know us, of course, and our classmates were talking about us. And my parents were fearing for our security.、Um, and that was what happened. And I was just thinking now, thinking back and looking at this, I was like, "Oh my God, I, I don't know whether I could still stand up again. I don't know whether I would still be able to. I, I would feel so ashamed of myself. Like, and that's what people want you to feel, right? It's like you should feel ashamed of yourself. But you know what my dad did? His he had two business partner at the time, and both his business partner just quit. Okay, so my dad was the only person who still stayed stand by, and then every Monday, and he needed to pay the lawsuit and everything, but he continued the business. And how do you how do you do business after this? What do you do when people people think that you're liars, right? And I just see my dad pull up his sleeves, and then just. Travel around the island in Taiwan to every to every like major agent, you know, like the major leaders in the company, to tell them to talk with them. He would sleep on the highway because sometimes he would drive until like two or three in the morning. He wouldn't he wouldn't be able to make it back to Taipei. He would just sleep. In the highway, not on the highway, he would be hit. You know, like those like rest stations. Okay, and. And still, you know,、um, I still. I remember I was in high school. Still, the next day, I would have the lunchbox made by my dad. Even though he was exhausted, he would still come back home and he would make me lunch because he's such a great cook. And now, looking back, I'm just like so grateful because that is fight, ladies and gentlemen. That is real strength. That is courage. Because he believed in this, he believed in that mission. He believed the product. He believed that that's what he's meant to do. And then so he continued to struggle, right? Struggle again. This time, even more struggle. Because when when you come from that high place, and people is like, okay, look at you now, right? But he needed to prove. And you know what he did was. In order to prove that this product actually works, so my dad used to be like. Quite heavy, overweight. When he when he married my mom, okay, he was hot. Okay, when he first married my mom, he was like sixty seven kilo, sixty seven. I don't know how many pound is that. Okay, but for those of you who know kilo, okay, for a guy, my, my dad's one hundred seventy, so five seven around, and sixty seven was like really slim. Okay, and he got up to like almost a hundred. And you know that's like that's fat, okay? So <clears throat> my dad wouldn't mind me call call him fat because he thought he was fat. And then so in order to prove that the product is is safe, is for human, what he decided to do, and at that time nobody actually ever did this. He actually went on an enzyme fasting, okay? He decided he was going to eat nothing but the enzyme that his own product and with water. And then, in for forty nine days, that's like seven weeks, seven freaking weeks without food, but just his own product. And then after those seven weeks, I remember like my dad was like changed man. You know, he lost like oh twenty three, twenty or thirty kilos. Or not anyway, he was like back down to like seventy something kilos, and you you would see like the huge change. But he proved that the product not only is safe, but it is also, you know, he he used to have those、um, 
how to uh, arthritis or, you know, like he used to have problem, you know, walking because of the weight. Yeah, it, it just, you know, his health condition just completely improved, like change, right? So he was a changed man. And that's how he, when other people see him, you know, he demonstrate by action. He didn't just tell people, hey, believe in me, buy my product. My product is so good. He demonstrated with the fasting. And, and after seven weeks, you were like, holy smoke, holy smoke. Wow, this guy is serious. And he was able to start turning things around. People started following him. And then he started doing what we call the enzyme fasting camp. So he would take people onto those fasts for like three days, you know, per month. Actually, like two, two days because, you know, during the weekend, right? Like two days. So he would take people onto a two, every week. Okay, every week, uh, yeah, every week, I think so, or every month, every month, oh yeah, every month, sorry, every month, I'm just like trying to calculate, so every month, he would take people to different uh, locations, so it's like combining fun, you know, with, with the fasting, and in the beginning, it was just like a small group of people, but he did it for three years straight, that's like 36 months straight he did not miss a single month okay and it was not until the end of that third year that the business started to like pick up so we're talking about he was showing people his determination he was showing people that his leadership he was showing people that i'm trustworthy by his action you know so i remember you know when when this they decided to end the enzyme camp camp because for 36 months you know there's no going abroad right for 36 months there's just like every month, single month you know he is there right and then so he really built a team people 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 see who he is people people follow him and then until the day that he died these people still continue to follow him because he's a true leader and so yeah people people follow him because he's a true leader and now just thinking back, right? When, when, when people talk about his life, it's like a legend. You know, I'm so proud of my father because he's such a humble man. You know, when you see him, you would never know that this guy is rich. You would never know that this guy is like so special. But there's something about him. It's his aura. It's the way he make each person feel important. He make each person feel special. He never looked down on the people who are poor or look up to the people who are rich. He never used money and status, you know, or possessions to, to define a person's value. And that's what make him stand out. And so you would never, you know, when you just meet him on the street, you would not know that this guy achieved so much. And yet, when I look back at his, just his life, you know, and how he deal with circumstances, I'm just so proud of him because I, I asked myself if I were put in the same situation when I'm prosecuted, you know, when, when I have the, 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 the option to keep those two millions in my pocket or to give it away to people who even want to take advantage of me, you know, would I be able to do that? Well, would I be able to deal with it when two of my business partners just betrayed me and they left? Would I, would I still stand the course? You know, would I, would I go for that seven weeks of, of fasting, eating nothing when nobody else have done it before? Well, I actually do 36 months of straight no, no break of, of fasting camp, you know, burning money in the beginning, you know, begging people for people to come, giving away free products, you know, like, would I do this? I don't know. But my dad did that. He is a guy, you know, who really think outside of the box, talking about being a herd. He's not a, he's, he's definitely, you know, not, not having that conformity in him, you know, yet he's the, the, like the nicest person you meet. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. If you are still listening to this, I just want to thank you. I know, I know it's a long episode, <laughs> but I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my dad. <laughs> and I have already recorded this far, so I'm not going to start over this recording again, okay? I just get emotional all of a sudden because I'm so proud of him.
I'm proud to be his daughter. I'm proud. This is my father. <sighs> yeah. By the way, you can email me okay? <laughs> if you think that I'm too much or you know, like, if you want to complain, it's like, oh my God, you know, that's the thing. Okay. When I was growing up, I always, I'm afraid that I'm too much, <laughs> too much emotions, you know, like too emotion. Yeah. Too much emotion, too emotional is all a thing. I don't know, the same. You're like, I'm a very emotional person, but you can email me actually. <laughs> you know, we, we have set up an email for you guys, you know, the listeners. So you can email me at breakthrough with Lucy Lou at gmail.com. Okay, so just the show name and then at gmail.com. Then you can reach me, me and my team. We're going to be reading your emails and we would love to know, you know, how you're doing, what is your breakthrough journey, and then. So coming back to, um, to my dad's story is thinking outside of the box, dare to be different. And there's one thing that he did, okay? This is like the turning point, okay, of, of his career that really get really just disruptive, okay? Because I think when people would say that, oh, yeah, we made the seven figures, but how? How do you do that, right? So... So there was one thing that my dad did it was totally disruptive. Nobody's ever done that before. And I'm going to share with you what he, what he did, what is the result, as well as the philosophy. Because too often, we look at the result, but we don't ask why. The why is the most important. So... Um, so he did the, the 36 month, right? Like the, the, the enzyme fasting camp, right? Okay. So that, that wrap up that the business started to kind of grow because people, people started forming teams. People started feeling like they're a family. And when you feel that you are not alone in something, it gives you the courage. It gives you the motivation to do it. And then they are, they're seeing their life change, right? 36 months for God's sake. Okay. 36 months of eating the enzyme, the product. Okay, a lot of people lose weight. A lot of people also, you know, they, they follow through. My dad's example, they also went on a, you know, a, a six, um, like a six, seven weeks uh, challenge, right? And then people see their, their transformation, so they bring in more people. And especially with the, 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 the nature of our product, you know, we help people lose weight with our products naturally. So when people see you lose weight, okay, they're like, where did you get the product? Hey, let me take you to this enzyme fasting camp for two days. You're going to have fun and you're going to have better health. And then people are like, yeah, sure. Why not? Right? So it, things started catching up. And what my dad decided to do the next step, which is totally crazy. People say that, why do you do this? You know, how are you going to make money? So uh, without further ado, let me tell you what it is. I know I've been like building it up, right? So my dad decided to hold a, a, what we call means free diet class. What it means is you're going to come to our company, okay, um, our headquarters, and then you're going to be listening to the way to ultimate health. Of course, we're going to tell you how enzyme fasting is the ultimate path to your health, to clean out your system, because fasting is a great way for purification. But instead of eating nothing, you get to eat our product, which is full of fiber, you know, nutrients, and, um, and all the good stuff is going to also help you clean out your body, you know, all the toxins in your body and rejuvenate your cells. There are women who look like, I'm not kidding you, 10 years younger, if not more, after the, the, our, um, the enzyme fasting, uh, the enzyme fasting diet class. We also have an enzyme fasting challenge. Means after you hear this one hour and a half lessons, right? And in the beginning, which is my dad, you know, like, so my dad was the one who was giving all the lectures. And afterwards, of course, he multiplies. So he had other enzyme uh, fasting uh, diet class, you know, uh, hosted by other agents. That's how he was able to grow and multiply. But in the beginning, which is my dad, you know, after you hear this one hour lecture, and then you will actually be given a chance to go on a challenge with us. What the challenge is about is you're going to be giving us the money for the product. So you buy a set of product 
and then you give us the money, we will weigh you on a scale. We will write down your weight. We'll take a picture, a before picture, and we give you two weeks. Okay, so in these two weeks, you're gonna eat nothing, nada, nothing but the product. And in two weeks, if you lose seven kilos or more, we're gonna give you your money back. That's crazy, right? We're gonna help you lose weight for free, for free, okay? But then you gotta give us the money first, and then we're gonna give you the money back. And then so you get the money back, you get you you lose weight, and then you get the product for free. You know, it's like a win 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 for you, right? So that's where that comes. Like the agents were like, "Dude, okay, president, you are crazy. How are you gonna make money? Okay, you're gonna give away free product, right?" And if people just like take away the product and then how many product you're giving away, you know, what are the, you know, like people are like thinking that limited mentality, but here's the thing. This is my dad's philosophy. He said, you know, the, the, the reason why a network marketing company is successful is because it's agents are the sales machine and are the marketing machine, right? You got to market and you got to sell the products, right? And then whenever, the reason why a lot of people feel resistant to network marketing is because you meet your friend and then they, they tell you, oh, I'm in network marketing. I got great products. You can already smell it. It's like, oh my God, they're going to sell me something. Nobody likes to be sold, right? So that is like the biggest challenge of any agent is to sell the product and then to convince people how good the product is. Okay. However, if today you are fat, right? Or, or I, let's say if I am fat and you saw me two weeks ago, I'm really fat. Okay. Seven kilos is a lot of weight. Okay. Losing seven kilos in two weeks. That's a lot. You will see really visible changes. A lot of like huge changes when you become younger, more vibrant, you know, alive, you know, like you work out and then, you know, you're like, you're like, what happened? Two weeks ago, you were like this, and now you, you're like a totally different person. Then not naturally, you will be asking, so how did you do this? So now here's the key point. Instead of me selling you something and say, oh, you know, I got this great product, and then, you know, you pay me this money, you're like, you know what? I got this opportunity. You can also do it too, and you can get to do it for free. Now, will you be more likely to appreciate me and then feel less resistant? To me, of course, you're like, oh my God, really? This is like a favor. You're not asking money from me. You're helping me. I can get my money. You know, I don't have to pay for this. I get this for free. Whoa, this is so cool. So now you come to the company and afterwards, you know, after, and will you continue to buy the product? Let's say if you lose seven kilos in two weeks, if you have the money, will you continue to buy the product? Of course you would. You know, for some people, if they don't have the money to buy this, they won't. Then they get the, this chance for free. But then you would say nice things about this company, right? Because it's like, save your life and you get to do this for free. But if you have the money, you will continue to buy the product because you want to continue to lose weight and you see the product is helping your health. So you want to continue to be healthy. So this is how my dad you know, was able to think outside of the box. And this diet class, you know, like, like free challenge, it totally smash it, smash it. I'm telling you, like seriously, it become like a hit because I would be, right, like all over Taiwan, I would be going sometimes, I would be going to like, like randomly, like somebody's house and then I see our, our company products. And they're like, what? You're the, you're the daughter of the president? Are you kidding me? My sister lose weight. It was like, you know, at the, at the highest time, I think we have more than 180 like, diet like, classes around the island. I was like crazy, okay? Like people were like, okay, I wanted to, I wanted to, I have lost weight. I also wanted to hold the class here. You know, I want to also hold the challenges. <laughs> of course, there was a growing pain when it was like expanding too fast that, you know, the quality started to, get bad and then people start cheating you know like they're wearing more clothes you know like becoming heavier and then like you know it was another story okay that's human nature but it proved to be a really 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 successful model and 
people start copying it. That's the, that's the thing, you know, like the herd mentality, right? So at first people think my dad was crazy, but when they see the success, they're like, we should do it too. And they were like, you know what? We should do it maybe in less time, like in seven days. Okay. And then we should not give them the full money. You know, we should give them like half of the money. So people started coming like modification of the pro of the program, but none of them really, really succeeded like my dad, okay? And then that's the time when I asked my dad, I was like, dad, aren't you afraid that people copy you? And you know what my dad said? And this is something I wanted to share with you. It's so important. He said to me, people may be able to copy what you do, but they cannot copy your consciousness and your philosophy. And that's that's where it comes from, okay? That's the quantum feel, right? And then when I ask him, why do you do this? Why did you, are you really, like, you, and people were like reporting, okay? That those like network magazines were like reporting my dad was like a genius, you know, marketing genius, legend, blah, blah, blah. And then because of how successful it is. But, you know, at the core of it, this is what the magazine doesn't know. And this is what I'm sharing with you right now. As a daughter, hearing him in the car, you know, like really getting to know the heart of him is he said, do you know how hard it is to actually be in network marketing? Do you know how hard it is actually to succeed in this industry? Do you know how hard it is for our agent to actually sell something and then to be taken seriously, to, to have dignity? I want to give them dignity. I want that when they go out, they never feel like they're a salesperson, but they are somebody's angel, that they can be the person who have no strings attached, who can truly come from a place of giving because they want other people to lose weight because of the benefit they themselves received. And that is the, that is the biggest power is when you don't come from a place of selling somebody, but come from a place of benefiting somebody, that is the most powerful place. But a lot of the agents, they cannot afford it, right? But now because of the company, we are affording it, they can afford to be kind. They can be afford to be nice. And wow, you know, that is true. That is true servant leadership, I'm telling you. Yeah. And this is my dad. <laughs> oh, guys, I know this is a long episode. How do you stop talking about somebody you love so much? <laughs> I just love him. I love my dad so much, and I always feel so lucky that I'm, I'm able to be born in this family to to see my dad in action, to be in his presence, to, to be influenced by him, to be brought up by him. He, he, this man teach me everything about life, about business, about entrepreneurship, about how to be an awesome human being. And, and it's, it's sad, you know, he take care of everybody else, but in the end, he, you know, he, he got sick. And I think it's a lot of stress, you know, even though he was always positive on the outside, but I think there was also a lot of stress being an entrepreneur and always being this, you know, father figure. My dad is like the ultimate provider, you know, he, he takes care of everybody. Okay. He even, I cannot believe this. Do you know that there are even agents who would call my dad at 12 or two o'clock in the morning and, and like crying and saying that their kids can, they cannot pay tuition for their kids college. And my dad would actually help the agents to pay off their kids college. This is crazy, but this is who he is. You know, this, this is a man who believe in a mission, who have a purpose, who have a vision. And his vision is about using his life to be a blessing. My dad always say, be used up, you know, don't, don't think about you wanted to be the star, you know, all that is, it's all not the point of life. The point of life is to be used up, is to be used up with your life force, with your timing, to be, to be of service to something that is greater than yourself. And so that's what I have learned from this man, patience, persistence, self-belief, vision, purpose, think outside of the box. And I'm going to end this section right now.
I can talk about him forever because I feel honored to be his daughter. And I know that his story would inspire so many people. I just hope that I, I have done it justice. Please email me and let me know if this inspired you. Please, I really wanted to know because I just feel like there's so much about my dad that, that I... I don't, I don't know where to start, where to end. How, how do I fit everything in? Because this man simplified for me what this podcast is about. Building a purpose, mission-driven business and to you know, build a thriving, successful business around the passion and purpose. And I dedicate this, this section to my, to my father. I know he's listening. I want him to know. I'm, I'm like recording this by myself right now in this room. But I want him to know that I'm proud of him. I'm proud to be his daughter. And I wish, I wish, I wish that um, he is able to see what I'm able to do right now with the podcast. I mean, in physical form. But, um, even though he's not able to do that, I, I honor him. And I always wanted to honor my parents for all that they have given me. I honor my mom. I would never be who I am today without my parents. I dedicate the show to you, daddy. And I want every listener to know that the woman that I am today is because of you, because of how you teach me, because of the, the values that you instill in me that you teach me how to be an awesome human being and I'm so grateful to you and that I I hope the listeners through the stories and it's so embarrassing that I'm such a great baby that um that they will believe my my hope is that through this episode you will believe too in your vision in your mission. I mean, think about this. A person who is already not here in physical form anymore. He's, I don't want to say dead. It sounds so like that. He's, he's upstairs. He's upstairs drinking coffee with God. You know, somebody who's not physically here anymore. And yet his legacy still continues through the next generation. And then that is the impact when you follow your purpose, when you have a mission, when you have a vision, that, that it continues, your spirit continues. So it's already beyond, you know, the business. And then you can, you can truly build a thriving business around your passion and purpose, but you got to be persistent. You got to be patient. You got to believe in yourself. You know, you got to have the courage to sometimes think outside of the box, to go against the current and to do what you believe in your heart is true. And it's, and it's about service. And that's the message that I know that my father would love to, uh, to share with you. And I thank you truly. <laughs> hey, I don't like this. <laughs> and thank you. I'm like crying and then, you know, laughing at the same time because I feel so embarrassed with my, I cannot control my emotions. And so thank you so much for listening till this far. I honor you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being part of the light warriors, you know, the troop to bring truth and beauty to the world and for um, committing to be on your path, to follow your purpose and your mission. God bless you that um, I'm here also, you know, we're in this together Join the community, you know, jump on Facebook, you know, go to my fan page. It's a Breakthrough with Lucy Lou, And then from the fan page, you can come to the community. Email me at BreakthroughWithLucyLu at gmail.com. And oh, let's stay in touch and tell me, you know, share your journey with me. I would love to have this as an interaction. So thank you so much, guys. I'm going to jump off now and then you can catch... Section three, how my dad educates me and helped me become the woman that I am today. I think I actually addressed this, haven't I? I think I do. Okay, we don't need section three. Okay, so 
that's about it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it's a really long one, but um, if you like our content, please subscribe to our show on iTunes, and don't forget to show your love by giving us a five star rating and write an awesome review. I appreciate you all, and just remember: sometimes you've got to break in order to break through. It's all part of the process. Until then, keep breaking through and keep rising. I will see you soon in the next episode. Bye for now. Let's go breakthrough with Lucy Liu. We want to thank you for tuning in. Time to rise. Time for a breakthrough. Tell your friend, tell your grandma that you love Breakthrough with Lucy Lou, time to turn it up Get your daily dose of breakthrough when you want Driving to work in the gym or when you making love <laughs> And subscribe for the new And if you love it, you can leave a five-star review, right? With Lucy Lou, helping you to break through Go get it!